Hey there. Welcome to the Love and Loss Podcast, helping you recover emotionally, physically, and spiritually from miscarriage. I'm your host, Sherry Johnson. Does it seem to you like all anyone talks about these days is COVID-19? I guess it's hard not to, right? But it seems that way to me. And for good reason, it's changing our lives pretty drastically. It's having an impact on everything, the way we work, play, the way we take care of ourselves, and it's probably impacting your fertility plan as well, and maybe even your miscarriage recovery. Therapy sessions might be postponed, treatments may be delayed. You can't even get into a natural alternative therapist to heal or to improve your fertility in the meantime, and that's frustrating and heartbreaking. The biological clock is ticking and you're just plain anxious to get the show on the road, right? The timing for this just seems all wrong. Are you feeling me? But I want to throw something out there. What if the timing were actually right? What if this is exactly the way it was meant to happen? And this is your chance to take the time you need to get your body and your mindset in the best possible shape so that when you're able to start treatments, you're truly ready when that time comes. What if this is exactly what you need in order for your next pregnancy or fertility treatment to be successful? Let me tell you a story to show you what I mean. When I was trying to get pregnant, I had to wait three months to see a fertility doctor. And that seemed like an eternity to me at the time. And I was hustled in. I was 41 at the time. And in Canada, they they put you up on the wait list when you're over 40. So three months was not considered a long time. And even once I, I did see the doctor, it was still gonna be another two months at least of monitoring my cycles and testing and doing all the things. So I decided I wasn't going to just sit back and wait. I was going to do everything I could, everything that was in my control, at least, to make my fertility treatments go well when the time finally arrived to do them. And I want to tell you what happened. I got pregnant before my first treatment. I actually got to call them and say, I don't need you guys. It ultimately turned out that I did because I did suffer a second miscarriage after that. Um, But I do want to share with you the five things that I did, the five things that made the most impact that enabled me, that I believe enabled me to get pregnant naturally. So here's those five things. Let's dive in. Number one, eat tons of greens and cruciferous veggies. Cruciferous veggies are things like broccoli and cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale. There's a whole list of them. Um, And I'm going to tell you why those particular veggies are what I really want you to to put on your plate. And then the greens, spinach, um, kale, lettuce, romaine, um, dandelion greens, whatever greens you like. So, What I recommend is that you make this one shift to each meal. Make half your meal 
vegetables, primarily green or cruciferous. So you can add a cup of spinach or kale to your smoothie in the morning or to your scrambled eggs, have a side of some vegetables, um, or if you're vegan, put some microgreens on top of your avocado toast, have a huge salad for lunch, or add some greens to a stew or a soup that you've made. Uh, for dinner, make half your plate a cruciferous combo of broccoli and cauliflower or um, turnip and Brussels sprouts if you like the roots, the root vegetables and, and your Brussels sprouts. Um, whatever you do, try to eat a ton of them, like more greens and veggies than you think you need. And I'm going to tell you why. There's two reasons. There's more reasons than that, but there's, there's two important ones that I want you to know. So number one, greens are detoxifying. What does that have to do with fertility? So your liver processes excess hormones. That's one of the jobs of the liver amongst many. And hormonal balance is a really key issue in both fertility and miscarriages. So if you have excess estrogen or excess cortisol or too much testosterone circulating in your body, it's your liver that needs to help process those. And if your liver is too busy detoxing from drinking too much alcohol or eating too much sugar or filling your body with, um, you know, covering your body with, with toxic chemical-laden personal care items, then it won't be able to effectively do its other jobs. So if you can detoxify your liver and eat really nice and clean, then your liver will be much better able to perform this vital function of processing the excess hormones. So that's number one reason why you want to eat lots of greens and cruciferous veggies. Number two, cruciferous veggies have a nutrient in them. This is one thing that makes them common. One thing they all have in common is a nutrient that promotes hormonal balance. It's called indole-3-carbonyl. And so I want you to get lots of cruciferous veggies because that particular uh, nutrient is going to help with your hormonal balance. So pick what you like. There's so many of them. Um, pick the ones that you like and add them to your three meals a day. Number two, get lots and lots of rest. Sleep is when your body processes all the nutrients that you took in during the day, all those amazing greens and cruciferous veggies in your food. So, so you want to give your body as much time to do that as possible. And it's also when your body does a lot of its other cleanup, processing toxins and excess hormones and bringing balance back to your body. So it's building, it's building your immune system. It's, it's doing so many functions while you sleep. And so the more sleep you get, the more your body can restore. And then the better able you'll be, able, you'll be to handle stress and anxiety and your emotions like disappointment and frustration when they come and your body will be so much more tuned up 
for your fertility treatment if you get there too. Number three, move your body. So I don't actually see a lot of talk out there about how exercise impacts your fertility, but it does actually have a huge impact. And I want to tell you three reasons why. So number one, moving your body moves lymph around. So lymph is, most of you probably know what lymph is. It's the interstitial fluid. It's, it's what's surrounding the cells in your body. It's what's kind of holding things together. And it doesn't have a pump like blood does. The heart pumps your blood. There's nothing to pump your lymph. It's moving that gets the lymph moving. And the lymph is a place where toxins and all kinds of stuff can get stored that you don't want in your body. So the more you move them, the more your body can circulate and, and allow elimination of all of those toxins and, and things that it's been storing. Number two, your moving can help you lose weight. So if you are someone who is carrying around a little bit of excess weight, excess weight means excess estrogen. So fat cells store excess estrogen. So the more fat cells you have in your body and more fat, the more estrogen you're going to have. So losing some excess weight, if you have it, is a great byproduct of moving your body. And then number three, it helps to reduce stress, which reduces cortisol, which is going to improve your overall hormonal imbalance. So all your hormones are linked. Your stress hormones are going to impact your reproductive hormones. So if you can reduce your stress and reduce cortisol and the adrenaline flowing through your body, you will also, that will have an impact on your hormonal balance too. So find something that you love to do. Don't apply extra pressure by making yourself go to the gym if it's something that you don't enjoy or going out for a run if that's something you don't enjoy. I finally learned that. I used to run and I had to really force myself to do it. I finally found other things that I really enjoyed and I just do those. So that's number three, move your body. Number four, use essential oils. So most of you, if you've been listening, know that I'm a doTERRA girl. I love their oils. And there's one doTERRA oil blend in particular that I really recommend for both recovering from a loss and for improving your hormonal balance. It's called Clary Calm, Women's Monthly Blend. It has all the oils that are so good for fertility. It has clary sage, lang lang, fennel, geranium. It has something called Vitex in it, which is also called chaseberry. You might have heard of that through a nutritionist or um, nutritionist or a, a naturopath. Um, really good for reproductive health. And then Clericom also has the calming oils to help bring your cortisol levels down. So lavender and chamomile, bergamot. So if that's one that you'd like to try, if you have a doTERRA account, of course, you can just hop on and purchase that. And if you don't, I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes so you know where to find that. So that's number four, use essential oils, particularly oils that are good for your fertility. And number five, meditate. Most of you know, my listeners know, I'm, I love to meditate, but there's some guided visualizations that I use to really help um, to 
to improve my mental state. So one of them is surrendering my plan to the universe. We all have a fertility plan, right? You have timing in, in mind and you can probably hear my dog shaking himself and doing things in the background here. He loves to sit in here when I record these podcasts and I don't make him leave and I've stopped trying to edit out all of his little noises. So that's what you're hearing. Um, so when you have a fertility plan, let me tell you about mine. This is how it would usually go. If I get pregnant next month, I'll have the baby just in time for summer. So I should probably say no to that conference in July, just in case, and maybe not plan any trips leading up to that. And it goes on and on, right? We have, we're constantly planning. We're constantly trying to control the outcome. And that's what I want you to let go. So trust that the universe has your back and that this is all part of the plan for you. I know that's not easy. And that's why I have a meditation recorded for you to help you do that. So surrendering your fertility plan to the universe and trusting the universe, having faith, that doesn't mean that you have to stop everything you're doing. It means you can still take action on what you can control. So do all the things that I'm recommending or pick one of them even. You don't have to stop stop doing things. It's not giving up everything to the universe. It just means that you do what's in your control and let go of what's not. And unfortunately, the outcome, having a baby is not in our control. We have to leave that up to the universe or God or your angels or whatever it is that you resonate with, Mother Earth. I use the universe because it seems to be the most universal, but you can replace that word for whatever resonates for you. So I recommend trying my meditation that I've recorded just for you. It's called Surrender Your Fertility Plan to the Universe, and you'll find it on my website. I will also put a link in my show notes for that in case you'd like to try that. So just to go back and recap on the five things you can do to improve your fertility while you wait. Number one, eat tons of greens and cruciferous veggies. Get lots and lots of rest as much as you can, like eight, nine hours even. We get way less rest than we think we need. Number three, move your body, exercise, whatever makes you happy. Yoga, running, hiking, biking, whatever you love. Number four, try using essential oils, particularly Clary Calm. And then number five, meditate. Whether you try my meditation that I've recorded for you, or you just do your own thing, whichever is fine, just try something. So there you have it. Those are my top five things that you can do while you wait for your fertility treatment or at any time, because they're going to make you feel so good. So that's it for today. Until next week, I hope you stay well. Mm -hmm.